Well, so my name is uh, Thomas Ankersmit, and I'm a musician based in Berlin normally. And my understanding is that we're inside a speaker testing facility, and it's very photogenic, but you can't see that on the radio, of course. So we are in a in a cube-shaped room, essentially. Uh, it's 12 by 12 by 12 meters, I think. So we're sitting in this square box where the Bang & Olufsen company at least used to test their loudspeakers. So it's a scientific, it's a kind of a sound lab, it's a scientific um, or engineering uh, testing facility for sound equipment. And there's these uh, kind of concrete stairways on the, on the floor, so it's also a little bit kind of like a brutalist uh, amphitheater somehow. <laughs> for analog modular synthesizer, in particular the Serge modular synthesizer, which is uh, an analog modular synthesizer from, the, from 1973, so this year is the 50th anniversary. And it's been my main instrument since, I think, to around 2006. When, when I play tonight, I'll have a laptop also with samples of the same instrument, but so every sound um, is tonight is either from this uh, kind of vintage synthesizer, or it's a sample of the same instrument. Modular synthesizers are the original synthesizers. Um, um, they tend to look like a old school like telephone patch bay, so it's basically just a control panel with lots and lots of knobs and cables and switches. Um, and the modular aspect simply means that there are different the instrument consists of different modules that all have their own function. One of them might produce frequencies and one might produce noise and one might be able to change those frequencies or those noises in some way. Um, so it's also kind of like a Lego brick um, approach where you have this machine in front of you with different sections that all have their own function, but you kind of program it in a way by connecting, or you design a sound by connecting different, connecting cables to different inputs and outputs.
So by connecting all these cables that are hanging out of the machine, or you start off with the machine with no cables, you start off with no connections, and then the machine can't make any sounds, but you uh, connect the different modules with cables and there, and that's how you can shape a sound. So it's a kind of sound laboratory for me. Now that the machine is 50 years old, it becomes certainly to me quite apparent how ahead of its time the machine was and how and or how timeless it seems because so I play an analog synthesizer, but I'm not interested in the sort of retro or um, uh, nostalgia aspect of it or this sort of retro kitsch or something of like oh this sounds very 60s or very 70s or something um, to me it feels co entirely contemporary um, and I think it's an interesting kind of challenge or paradox to you know to kind of grow up listening to laptop music and listening to like you know Mego records and this sort of kind of growing up listening to like glitch laptop noise music but to play an analog instrument and then kind of a lot of my sounds sound kind of digital but they're, they're simply analog but there can be this interesting kind of cross-pollination I think and it's not just you know it's not just my stuff like that can be said about a lot of people at this point that electronic music is now so old <laughs> we've had electronic music and electronic music equipment for so long that we can kind of go back and forth in time where you can you know, some people use analog. Some people use computers to emulate analog sounds, right? There's all these all these virtual instruments and plugins, virtual synthesizers that many of them emulate the classic vintage synthesizers, right? Um, I've never used those, but I but supposedly they've become very good at simulating that. And in a way, sometimes I do the opposite. Like I use it, <laughs> I use a, a big, heavy, heavy to schlep around analog synthesizer to make kind of like digital crunch uh, glitch sounds. Um, I'm an I'm an autodidact. I never studied music or composition or something, and I can't play any instruments in a normal sense. So my interest was kind of as it since teenage times on was in sort of. Yeah, finding kind of the hidden noises in 
in electrical circuitry. So in a way, kind of circuit bending, hardware hacking type, very low tech, low tech analog noise approach, which, you know, as a 16 year old is what you can get. Like I, my first instrument was literally like a, a broken radio that I found in the trash or something. Um, and I was making feedback noises with that and putting my fingers directly on the electrical contacts and stuff. And in a way, that's still what I do.
what I'll be doing tonight is I'll be triggering some Serge samples that I recorded, you know, previous weeks in my studio on the same instrument, and I'll send them back into the Serge for further processing. It has a preamp, so you can send samples into it, or a guitar, or a microphone, or whatever. Um, and it has all these different sound processing modules that most, certainly most early synthesizers didn't have, like wave, wave folders, wave shapers, wave multipliers, um, like four different kinds of filters, a delay, a frequency shifter, EQ, stuff like that. Um, so it goes, it goes far beyond the, the traditional perspective of sort of oscillator filter VCA. Um, and it was sold without a keyboard, which, I mean, I have nothing against keyboards, but I don't know how to use them, so I don't need one. And it just means that you can connect a keyboard, um, but Serge never sold a traditional, you know, black and white keyboard. Serge and I talk sometimes on the phone or on email or something. Um, and we haven't seen each other in real life in quite a while. He's n he's not in good health, but he's uh, so he's uh, reluctant to travel. Um, but he uh, we met a few years ago in Paris, and I played a concert in Paris for the for the GRM uh, festival. Um, and he was there, and yeah, he said afterwards, or he wrote afterwards, that um, that there was not a single sound in the concert that he could recognize as coming from his instrument, and the whole concert was played on only his instrument. So, that, I mean, that's a testament to that's a testament to the genius of his design, in the sense that. If you can design an instrument that's so open that as the inventor you can sit there for 40 minutes and listen to somebody playing it and they're making sounds where you for 40 minutes have no idea how they would be made but they're made on the machine that you designed then you've designed a really versatile machine right
if you want to really develop your own sound, you're going to have to break the rules, right? Um, you know, any instrument, of course, whether, again, whether that's acoustic or electronic hardware or software, has, you know, traditions and cliches and um, things that are very easy to do and very obvious and that the instrument sort of guides you to um, and I kind of grew up in the noise scene in the improv scene maybe like the noise scene in New York and the improv scene in Berlin and, and the improv scene in Berlin is full of people who play very conventional instruments whether that's piano or guitar or trumpet or percussion in you know radically abstract sort of informed by computer music, informed by musique concrète. Um, and I take a similar approach to the synthesizer, in a way. Just a sense of, okay, let's just forget what it's supposed to do and, and dig around in what it can also do. And of course, that's not everybody's cup of tea, but, uh, but it's the kind of sound world that I'm interested in, yeah.